What is up guys, it is Stu. And are you tired of your social media copywriting sucking? Are you tired of being frustrated every time you try to type out the words that go with the photos or videos? I know that if I was talking to you, you could talk to me about it perfectly. You could articulate what it is you do and what problems you solve. But the second you go to type it out, you're just like, uh, I don't know what hashtags, like, I don't know, I'll just say carpe diem. Like, you just, you shit the bed when it comes to typing out your copy. Not anymore. I am now offering copywriting services for micro gym owners. We will get on a one hour call, you, me, and a copywriter that I've hired that works with my brand, Urban Movement, several other micro gyms, and we are gonna go ahead and discuss your brand specifically. Who is your avatar client? What are the micro problems that you solve for those people? How do you solve them? Are you a PT first gym? Are you straight to class? It doesn't matter because this is 100% tailored towards your business. No bullshit templates that I'm rinse and repeating and giving to everybody. Everything is completely unique for you. And then at the end of the copy, the thing that really brings it home, and that's where the magic of a copywriting service comes in, we tie it all up and we allow the individual to you know, visualize their success, what life would be like when they get rid of that problem via your business and service. That's the thing that makes copywriting copywriting. It's the thing that makes ads sell and people click on links. So if you're ready for your copy with your social media to actually start making you money and for it to actually resonate with your customer, to push your brand message forward and to put more members in your fucking building, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Hit me up on Instagram and we'll begin the process to see if it is a good fit for you and your business. Guys, thank you for listening. On with the podcast. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. And uh, back for round two, my man, Forrest Jung, out of CrossFit South, South Bay, right? Correct. Yeah. That's right, Hermosa Beach. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I got a gym I'm working with. She, uh, Unlimited Fitness, it's a studio. Oh, yeah. Out of, yeah. So, Krista, they're, they're actually clients at Urban, at my micro gym here. They moved to Charlotte. Oh, really? They moved to Charlotte, and, uh, yeah. They were just clients, and I happened to bump into them one day when they were taking a class. Um, oh, they're great. They just moved, right? Yeah, they literally, yeah. Mark and uh, Mark and Kristen, yeah. You know them? Yeah, because yeah, okay. uh, actually Kristen and I formed a little bit of an alliance during uh, all the COVID stuff because we were getting all these health officers coming in. Oh, so dope. when someone would come to us, we, I would call her and warn her and vice versa. <laughs> cool. So we just trying to figure out like what we were going to do with this whole thing. Yeah. So we That's formed awesome, a little man. alliance. That's yeah, awesome. Small world. Uh, yeah. Um, so, dude, listen, I, it was before uh, before we, we got on this, I was listening back to our podcast when you came on to how I broke this and you told that entire story, which was super. I got so much good feedback on you sharing like the highs and lows of your gym ownership and the, the mushroom story was obviously really funny and entertaining for everybody. But it, there was like a moment when I, I talked to him, like, you're my favorite fitness TikToker. And I said that on the podcast <laughs> and that was November 18th, 2020. And now you're a lot of people's favorite fitness Asian TikToker. And, yeah. uh, and so right. t- let's, let's talk about that. What kicked that off? Cause you for a while took a break from social when I think you're just trying to get your own shit together. Right. And just kind of like, and then you went in and you didn't just go in. You're like, you're like head first fucking not coming up for air. Yeah, man. Like, so, so I guess back up a little bit, like I, I wasn't a big fan. I've never been a big fan of Instagram. So it's just, one of those things where I just didn't find it entertaining. So I didn't look at it a whole lot. I didn't post to it a whole lot. I actually just, just didn't like it, right? So 
during the pandemic, like I think it was right when we went into lockdown, everybody was talking about like TikTok and TikTok was like this new video platform. And the thing I didn't like about Instagram was just like the idea of like this curated picture, no value at all, really. It's just like this picture with somebody on vacation, you know, thousands of likes, millions of followers kind of deal. And I just didn't get it. So when TikTok came around, it was basically like video, it was video with people doing funny skits and funny like dances and funny. And it was just entertaining to me. And I liked it. I liked the idea of video. I liked the idea that it wasn't perfect. I liked the idea that it was just people filming it on their phones and just making it happen. And it was super entertaining for me. So <clears throat> I just like started watching that. I started watching that more. And over basically the past year, TikTok has completely morphed into something different than like a kid's dancing app. It's now like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tutorials on there. There's educational shit. For, exactly. There's a ton of educational shit on there and people are, they have a different vibe than Instagram, right? Yeah. So there's, they're kind of two different, they're definitely two different platforms, two different vibes, two different demographics on each one. Um, but I just, I enjoy TikTok. I enjoy the, the format of the whole thing. It's, um, it's really interesting. Uh, I, I'm a, yeah, I'm a huge fan of content creation. Do you watch Colin and Samir? No. Which, okay. Well, maybe I do. Which ones are they? Colin and Samir are the only two guys on YouTube that have a show about the creator economy. All they do okay. is review YouTubers, TikTokers, Instagram, anyone that's creating content and they analyze it. Like Bo Burnham's Inside. You, I'm right. so, did you see that? Yes. Okay. Did you what, Did it. you see it while you were on Mushrooms? <laughs> no, but I wish I would have. Because it's, it's fucking awesome. It's I, I, the first time I watched it, I was just high as fuck. And I was just like, I was like, is this that insane or am I that insane right now? But uh, that's that probably insane. it's that insane. Um, but anyway, like so they, break, they break down the analysis of the creation and the thought. And like it's if you're a content creator, go watch Colin and Samir. Absolutely. And say they just did an entire thing on, a, you know, Dylan LeMay, the ice cream kid on TikTok. He's yeah. the Cold Stone Creamery kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's gotten fired from a couple of Cold Stones. Uh, well, I mean, so they ju- they did a full interview with him. They, they have a podcast that's tied to that show. And they interviewed him. And originally, Cold Stone was like, dude, you don't even have to work. Just stay here and make the videos. Like yeah. the amount of money yeah. they were driving. And so eventually, he left Cold Stone. And he's opening up his own ice cream shop in New York City. Fuck yeah, man. Like off of TikTok videos. For, but like he showed the rig. He had a Joby. Um, yeah. Gorilla pod, and you wrap him. you wrap it around the neck, and he's got the camera just right here under the chin. I yeah. mean, it just I love it. It's so. <laughs> he said he started off by just holding his phone in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to get that, for, but again, if you want to break the thumb scroll, give me a first person view, a POV. Looks like yeah. a fucking you know, like, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's. It was super interesting, but um, kind of like his only time you ever saw that was like GoPro videos, guys on mountain bikes and dirt bikes and with that per- first person point of view. That's really the only time you ever saw that. Um, but then you see it on TikTok. It's like, oh, that's a great way to break the thumb scroll and do something a little bit different. Talk to me about your stuff. When you're thinking of content ideas, are you are you getting those organically or are you looking at stuff that's being done and you're like, oh, that's it. A, it's a trend. B, I think I could do it a little bit different and C, I, it something comes to mind instantly. I'm going to go create that right now. Or are you sitting in kind of fresh brainstorming stuff? So it's, it's a little bit of both. So I think 
I think, first of all, we got to understand what TikTok is, right? TikTok is basically, so the trends on TikTok, the trends, people always talk about trends. And the trends on TikTok is like somebody telling a joke and then thousands of other people telling that exact same joke, but just slightly differently, like just with their own flair. So it'd be like, it'd be like some joke that's been adjusted for nutrition, fitness, moms, like, like people who are working out in the fields. It's just the joke's been adjusted thousands of different times. Yeah. So that's what a trend is, right? So obviously doing the trends are great, but when you can really make them different, like keep the trend because people like familiarity. They like to know like, oh, I get this. I've seen this one. This is cool. Let's see how this guy does it. But if you can add more cuts, more angles, more context, something to it, I think, I think you can put your own flair to it. Obviously, there's videos out there that are like nothing special that have like 2 million likes, 6 million views, which is crazy, but they're just, they're, they're relatable. Yeah. They're super relatable for that crowd. So I do trends. I do live modify trends. So it'll be like, I'll take something, I'll take an audio and mix it with another audio and then make kind of make my own. And then sometimes I just come up with my own stuff, like my own skits. If there's nothing that exists and I feel inspired, I will just come up with my own stuff. So I just keep a note, like a basically three things in my notebook, my on my phone, which are basically trends, talking and educational videos that aren't like, I mean, you try to make them entertaining, but they're more educational and then like skits like skits that I just kind of come up with in my head. So for the average micro gym owner that's listening to this, cause you play both <laughs> roles, you have this content creation thing you've created and we're gonna get into like the business side of that in a second. But for you, for in all the content creating, you know, would you say, are you more on reels now or TikTok? Are you, are you double dipping when you create something? I double dip for sure. Okay. So sometimes I'll create something on TikTok that I know just won't do well on TikTok. It just is not going to, right? But <clears throat> on Instagram, it'll fucking crush it because with a caption that kind of explains and adds value with, with a entertaining video that catches someone, someone's eye on Instagram. And then with an educational caption that basically teaches them something about that, um, it crushes, it kills it. I mean, and TikTok just isn't made for copywriting in the captions. You're not, no. you know, putting, you can't, what are you limited to? A hundred, like a tweet, like 150? It's like a tweet. Yeah, 120 characters, yeah. Or whatever it may be. It yeah. might be a little bit more now, but it's, yeah, it's like a tweet, basically. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to add context, like valuable, like where people want to save it to learn from later. Exactly. Stuff. So yeah. you have to add your text within the video. And sometimes that doesn't translate well to reels, right? So sometimes it doesn't, just doesn't really work. So, it's rare that you have one that hits on both, right? So if you had to cut one today, which one do you cut? Uh, Instagram makes more money. I think you can find, you can monetize Instagram. So if I was going to play in the short-term game, I would cut to TikTok. Yeah. If I was playing the long-term game, I would cut Instagram. That's interesting. And it's funny too, because there is not a direct one-to-one. -one. So, um, <laughs> I had someone come to me like, he's got a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. I'm like, that's like 10,000 on Instagram. It's completely, yeah. it's not the same. Dude, there are people that have 600,000 people on TikTok and like 2000 people on Instagram. Yeah. There, now, and then there are people who have a million 
on Instagram and 5,000 on TikTok. And for everyone listening to this, like there are some people that don't really, they're, they're curious about it or whatever, but they're like, I don't want, what's the fuck's the point? Why have that many? And the goal would be, again, there are people that can take an audience and you do one of two things. You direct monetize it, buy my service, buy my course, buy my this, buy my that, or you get big enough and now you don't direct monetize it. You are now a branding arm and other people directly monetize your audience and you do brand deals. That's that's how the creator economy works, one of the two. And sometimes you do a little mix of the both. Um, For you personally, as you've developed the following and, and where are you at, just for everyone, just for uh, perspective for everybody, where are you at in on Instagram and followers? Followers, I'm at 32,000 okay. on Instagram and 91.8 on TikTok. Okay, so like a 3X, a 3X multiplier going to TikTok because yeah. TikTok just is gonna gather more. There's more people actively subscribing, following people where an Instagram yeah. is probably, it's a, and just like YouTube's even worse, like very few people subscribe to someone. Like if you get a subscriber oh, yeah. on YouTube, that is a dedicated motherfucker. That's a tough one. That's, yes, yeah. that's insane. When you see people have Emma Chamberlain yeah. who has 10 million followers on YouTube and all she does is do daily boring vlogs of her life, but she does it in a relatable way and talks about topics and people like it. it but it's like, holy shit, YouTube subscribers, that's insane. But yeah, I... Yeah. Um, okay. So with that, how have you thought about that? Are you going to a direct consumer monetization where you're going to do coaching this, that, the other thing, or are you trying to push it in front of other brands so you can do uh, the brand deals? No. So currently I'll be doing a direct. Okay. So I'll be doing coaching, um, selling programs. So I'll have a high ticket offer, kind of like a medium middle of the road offer and a subscription base offer and a low ticket offer. Got it. And this is fitness programming. Fitness, fitness programming yeah. and nutrition. Got it. Yeah. Is, and so, and I know you're working. I uh, I shot that message with Shante, the movement maestro. Yeah, and, my lesbo. Uh, I call yeah. her my lesbo. Are you guys in the same lesbian. hood? Yeah, she's she goes to my gym. Um, she's oh shit. Okay. Maybe a cool. mile away from me. Dope. All right. Yeah. So, it's so funny, man. Like I, I'm in this whatever not master my master this monthly entrepreneurial meetup whatever, and she got added to the group recently, and I, I was on the call and on the call. Um, hold on. Oh, your audio just switched. Dropped. Hold on. Stupid fucking audio. Over. Did that go? No, we still can you, you go? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, turn off Bluetooth. We'll edit all this out. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. All right. Um, so anyway, I, I get the jam with uh, getting jam with LCK, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I know uh, Shante. She also does Paragon training methods. Like she follows some of our programming." I'm like, "That's dope." Like, and then I saw you were working with her, and uh, she's incredibly smart, dude. Incredibly. Yeah. What made you? At what point were you like, "Okay, I'm gonna hire someone to do this"? Like, obviously you knew who she was because she's in your gym. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what- I mean, so first, like, first of all, like, remember, like, talking to you back then, I, I was fucking afraid to post to social media yeah i was like i was afraid i didn't want to do it and i just felt like i was going to get trolled i was like you know too old for it and it's all imposter syndrome i just didn't want to fucking do it i was also like what's the point what's the point of doing it like i already run a gym what's why do why do i need to do so it felt like like a sellout it felt like a narcissistic play and i just was like no man that's not me that's not me. 
And then I looked into doing more online coaching in January 2020 before the, the pandemic, signed up for a program and they were like, yeah, you got to be on social media. And I was like, but I don't want, I don't want to, I'll just do paid ads. I'll do paid ads, but like, it doesn't work like that anymore. When you, if you have credibility and you're a credible source and you don't have a social media presence, people aren't going to trust you. They're going to look for your social media first. And like, if you have nothing, you're providing no value that you're just not, you're just going to get forgotten. Yeah. Like you're, you're just a nobody at that point and you can't market shit. You could have the best program in the world. And if you don't have a presence somewhere in social media, you're just not going to be able to make it. You'll get, you'll just get bullied out of the space. Yes. A thousand percent. And I also think the content creation. So like I was doing a thing with the WTF gym talk show where I was trolling those Alex Hermosi wannabe guys where oh, yeah. I would, I would set up a call with discovery call with them and I would just fuck with them the entire time. And these guys, you would never seen a single video they've ever created outside of paid advertising. And the one thing I always thought of, I was like, why would you not want to keep sharpening that knife? Right? Like every time you make a piece of content, you're furthering kind of like a thesis you have or a thought process or a belief you have. And you, you make this knife super sharp the more reps you get versus like create one paid ad, put it into the ecosystem, and then sit back and try to get clients. Like, why wouldn't you want to keep practicing that concept of being education, edu edutainment, or whatever you want to call it? Um, so, because you okay. get, yeah. you, you're opened up to comments. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why. Like, so Hormozzi's on TikTok now. He has oh, like 5,000 followers. Yeah, I get a couple of his vi videos. And he did this video the other day. And no knock on Hormozzi because I think the dude makes money. I honestly do. I think, I think he's got a formula that works for him. And he makes money. And he does, like on his podcast, he does provide some value. But, but this, this one was like, hey, man, if you're hard up for cash, just this is all you have to do. All you have to do is... Uh, put on social media that you're going to do a year long transformation and you're accepting three people and those three people pay you $3,000 and they can go on this journey with you and boom, $9,000. There you go. Go get them. And he just got fucking lit up in the comments. Didn't respond to a single one, but people were just like, just lit him up in the comments. So yeah, that's probably why. That's yeah. probably why, right? I, I agree. So, okay. So you get with Shantae and you make that decision to go that route and start working with her. Um, talk to me. What's that experience been like? So basically it's just like any other experience. Like if somebody was afraid to go to the gym, you hire a coach. If somebody yeah. was having issues eating, you hire a coach. I had issues posting on social media. I hired a coach. I made it real. Um, Shantae was basically like, here's how you do it. Let's start with this. And then I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I want to. And she's like, there's no other choice. This is the easiest thing you do. Post it, do this. Here's just lay it out. I'm like, oh, but I'm scared. Sooner or later, she's like, dude, you got to quit being a bitch. Just let's, let's go. Like, there's no other way around this. You have to, do, like, I don't care if you're uncomfortable with it. You're either going to fucking do it or you're not. And basically, like, I did it. And then I did another one and did another one. And six months later, I was still scared of posting. I was still like hesitant. I was also like not getting any followers, not getting any traction, not getting any feedback. And she was like, trust me, stick with it. This is not something where it's like you post and it's just a nice smooth curve up. And she was like, just keep making stuff, keep experimenting. Let's go with video. Let's go with whatever. And sooner or later, what happened was 
I just created this body of work and then I had one video go viral on TikTok and it just fucking launched me into a different level. And then, so way I do it is I shoot video on TikTok and then Instagram is like two or three months behind my TikTok. So I'll use those TikTok videos and upload them to Instagram, but it could be two or three months ago that I filmed these things. And once I, once it kind of caught up, then Instagram took off. And so right now Instagram is going, it's like, it's just going right now. And TikTok's kind of leveled off a little bit. So it's just, and, it, and I understand now that social media is an ebb and flow. It's yeah. a little bit of like, you can get addicted to the likes and the follows and the DMs and the comments. And when you don't get the same reaction, sometimes you're like, it's failing. I'm failing, this isn't working, but it's just part of it. It's not always just gonna be like skyrocket. How are you managing owning, <clears throat> running the gym and this? Cause I obviously have a very good understanding of how much time it takes for you to do this. But for anyone who's not listening or is not familiar with making content at scale, you got 24 units in a day, hours. How many of those hours are spent in content creation? I would say, fuck. On From a like conception day, of the idea to actual publish. And then you have to engage. Yeah, I would say like, oh yeah, with the engaging, I would say like two and a half to three hours. Every day? day. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and who knows, because it's like, sometimes you're responding in the morning, sometimes you're responding at night, sometimes you get caught up in writing down ideas, sometimes you start filming stuff, it doesn't work, you got to refilm something, you toss it out, you know, you got to write captions, you got to like post to Instagram, I got to post to TikTok, I got to respond on Instagram and TikTok, and it's just like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And then on so, top of that, you got to build the business on the back end, so you can monetize everything. Yeah, well, and then so with the gym, how is like, so... I'll, you know, in full transparency, I've talked about this on my podcast. WTF Gym Talk starts in 2015. It really kind of hits like an impressive, like impressiveness to me in 2016 and a half. And then it just kept going. And there's a certain point where I was like, you know, I was like, man, I don't need this gym thing. Like if the, if it just fucking fell apart, I'd be more than fine. Um, I wouldn't have this fun laboratory to do all this stuff. And I love owning the gym and all this stuff, but like, I don't need it anymore. And it the, like, I had my staff, which was the only reason I kept both. If I would not have had a staff, they both died in a car accident. I would have fucking shut that bitch down in a heartbeat and stayed yeah. all online. Um, where, how do you view the gym? Cause I'm sure at some point it's, especially you're in California you just came out of 2020, your gym has got to feel like a liability. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It does. And it's like, cause I feel the same way you do. It's like, it's something that you love and it's a place that's like a little playground for you. And, but, but if it were my only source of revenue and if it were like my only way out, it would be fucking miserable. It would be miserable. I would be, I would be a nervous wreck, but because it's not, and I have these other avenues now. It's fun. It's yeah. fun for me. I don't, I, and you, you probably feel the same way too. Like a lot of gym owners, they, they, they make it harder on themselves. They make it harder on themselves because that's their only thing. And they know that's their only thing. Right. And they don't give themselves any way out. So it's yeah. like, you're backed into a corner and you're constantly fight or flight. Yeah. And, and they, you, they, they just don't take, they can't, they, they can't let go of control. They can't, they're coaching like five to eight classes a day. 
they're just burning the candle at both ends. Their health is going downhill. Like they don't know how to market. They, they're wasting money here, not spending enough there. And like, they just won't hire people. They just won't you, do it. You're staffed up at the gym right now. Is that pretty oh, much sure. what, it, yeah, that's what enables you to do all this. Yeah. It, it's um, cause you would, you and me have in content creation, you know, until you, if, even if you monetize on the back end, it's still a job. Like if you die today, no, even if you create a course, it'll live for a little bit, but then when that shit needs to be refreshed and you're not living and breathing yeah. to do it, it's done. These are jobs yeah. that we have. I always thought about that. Like my real estate company in the gym, those are businesses. I die. It don't matter. This WTF is the thing I love to do the most. And it's, it's a job though, but it's a fun job. But a nice thing about having a job that it's just you. And it's like, uh, there's a great book, the company of one by Paul Jarvis, where he talks about like essentially what you and me do and, and keeping it super lean and crazy high profitable. Um, it, it allows you to just kind of pivot. Like if your content, like if TikTok and whatever, at some point you come out with a podcast and you find that your new love content creation wise is you love interviewing or you whatever, you've now created a platform where you can now take your job and just kind of shift, give yourself a, a, a lateral promotion to do it a little bit different in a different way. Where do you see yourself like in five years? Like, cause obviously the gym feeds your content machine heavy. Mm -hmm. If the gym, even if the gym was probably break even, like it didn't make a dollar, but you were still able to use it as your laboratory, it still probably make financial sense for you to keep it. Absolutely. Kind of like Bradley Martin. He owns Zoo Culture, that yeah. uh, gym in LA. It, like, I, I doubt the gym actually maybe it makes money. I bet you it makes money, but it takes a place yeah. for his millions of YouTube subscribers to come check him out and pay for oh, merch. Oh, for sure. Or, yeah. Yeah. And like, tick, the TikTok fucking loves Zoo Culture. Yeah. Loves it. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it's, I mean, and it's a kind of a shitty gym. <laughs> it's not very big. The equipment, the equipment is like not well maintained. And, and you know what? It doesn't need to be. No, right? it doesn't. Yeah. It's a loss leader. Yeah, he's created an iconic place. And I'm sure there's a fucking waiting list to join that place. Yeah. Right. So it's just again, it's like having a social media. I posted something to the to that Facebook page with owners the other day. Yep. Um, about basically TikTok. Like, here's if you guys want to get on TikTok, here's what you do. Here's a one minute tutorial. And it's like so many people are like, Yeah, yeah, sounds good. And then you know, you have a couple of people pushing back on it, like, I don't see the point kind of deal. And it's like if you don't see the point, I'm not going to try to explain it to you. Like, cause you don't, you don't want to have options. You don't want to have, you don't want to grow and you want, you basically don't want to push yourself into like a different level. You don't want to, if you wanted to make a podcast, you don't see the value in having like a social media following, like that podcast is going to fail. Yeah. Like that social media following allows you to basically do whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's the assist. It's the Rondo. It's the, yeah. it's the, it's, it's the guy giving the alley-oop to LeBron. I mean, like the social media platform allows you to dunk the ball on that monetization play. And what is for you? Okay. So we're going to be doing programming, things like that. Are you, are you like, are you doing like a think Rific to host your stuff? Like, what do you give me the ins and outs of how that's going to work? What do you, you use? True coach. What's, what does your, that look like? So it's going to be a combination. So one is going to be trainerized. I'll use yep. trainerized with like the fitness and the nutrition piece of it. Yep. Um, working with uh, HSN, Healthy Steps Nutrition, yep. currently for the nutrition side of coaching. Um, programs will be different. It'll be several different programs. Obviously, you can have the one-on-one -on -one that goes through trainerized and it's a little bit more customizable. Then I'll have the low ticket stuff that's just going to be a PDF. Templates, yeah. Easy. Um, then I'll have Kajabi courses that are basically like, 
those are going to be more for like dealing with stress, dealing with sleep, all the other issues that come up. Um, there'll be a one like like eating healthy on a budget. There'll be just a bunch of like courses where it's like it's not quite directly related to fitness, but they are very important pieces of it. Um, then I'll probably do like a Patreon subscription model. Yeah. At the end. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And that's like the Patreon's a nice play. Once you have, like, I always tell people stress test your audience first. Do yeah. a couple of things, like, test them. Are they actually buying or are they just watching? Right? Yeah. Like, there's lurkers. Like, every, every, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care if you have 50 followers, you've got lurkers, people that just watch, you gotta, you gotta taste test them. Um, I was talking with someone, we were doing like kind of a, a financial analysis of WTF since 2015. And I was like, it wasn't until probably this number right here that I was able to truly say my audience will buy from me. Cause I put out a few different things and I was able to see that there is some, there is some purchasing power in that audience. And um, you know, it, let, let's talk about that. The purchasing power of an audience. People think, and let's use the Instagram numbers, not the TikTok numbers, but like, like, oh, you got to have a hundred thousand followers or whatever to make money. And I've always been in like, no, like I, I remember telling myself when I did WTF, I'm going to get a thousand followers and I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. And then at 2000 followers, I want to make $200,000. And I did it again at three. I said at 3000, I'll make 300,000. And I have not been able to continue that trend. That's I, I hit a very, <laughs> I hit a quick ceiling there, a quick ceiling, but I was just yeah. like this. I mean, like. 3,000 followers made me $300,000. Now, yeah. I didn't monetize every single one of them, but the percentage that I did monetize, I was able to monetize a, enough. And I was just like, what in the world? Why would anyone want 50,000? Because the amount of time you have to spend responding to audience members that are maybe never going to buy from you. They just, Absolutely. but they do like engaging with you. You are their favorite, you're their, you're their favorite character on the fucking gram. That is a responsibility. And the bigger that audience list is, that gets, I mean, that's a tough responsibility because you do. Like, I am so grateful when someone comments or sends me a DM beyond grateful that they took the time to do it. And, but it, it does, it can get, a, it's a heavy lift every single day when you're putting out content at scale. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, honestly, I try to respond to every single comment and every single DM. As long as they're not like fucking creepy, like I try to respond to every single one. There are, there are a handful of creepy ones, but um, like for example, I will wake up to fifty DMs on average that yeah. you just have to respond to. Yeah, and some of them are just gonna be super easy, where it's like, hey, I really like your content. You know, keep yeah. going and be like, awesome, thank you. Others are like, you know, they're a little harder, where it's More like, depth. hey, yeah, yeah, it's like I'm a college student. And I do these things and I'm trying to figure out how to get back in the gym and eat healthy, but on a budget. Audio messages like, for the win, man. Audio yeah. messages for the win. I, yeah. It's the only way I get through shit is just like taking a shit and answering people's shit via audio messages because I don't have time to thumb it out, type it. Yeah, uh, no, fuck that. So also, like, I'll take some of those and I'll video respond to them yeah. and turn them into content. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the one thing great content creators realize is that, and it, you know, there's some people are, I don't know what to make, or I don't have any ideas. And other people like you and me are just like, everything I do in a day is a potential idea. Like there's an opportunity with almost everything that I do right now to use it in content, to document it or whatever, in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. Um, what are you using tool wise? Are you shooting I mean, ever? Are you so are you shooting native on the phone and going and editing completely? Are you using Splice, InShot? What tools are you using for content creation right now? So mainly it's my phone. 
but I do have a Sony uh, DSLR yep. that I'm practicing on yep. currently. It's just a lot of fucking work, man. That thing is way more work than my phone. That, like, and I'm see, I'm the exact opposite. I still like, I feel like a dinosaur walking around at fucking things with this. And I'm trying, like I downloaded Splice, and I'm trying to shoot everything I can and edit everything I can here. And Splice was the only one I could find that I thought looked like Final oh, Cut Pro. But like, oh, it, you wanted to look like Final Cut. I, I needed to feel because that's all I know. Like I yeah. like, I only shoot on Canon because it's the one camera, the first camera I bought, and the only one I've ever learned. And I'm not learning more. I'm learning one camera, and that's, that's fucking fine. it. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, I my question for you because I'm working my, I'm trying to get better at using this as my tool because I do realize it's way. E I mean, this is more scalable than me carrying that fucking thing around for sure and you're trying to do a little you're like you're so comfortable on the phone you're trying to get more comfortable with the x with the actual dslr exactly yeah and i think that's good though i think guys like us will get comfortable on something and be like well what are other people doing all right i'm gonna try that now i'm gonna try that because i'm i'm comfortable with this yeah now i gotta try the camera because that's just gonna like bring up something fresh to my content it'll be fresh now because honestly, if all of your content is shot on this beautiful camera, sometimes people like to see you just talking to the phone yeah. and like this off the cuff, like stew. Yeah. Like this is an idea I got. What do you guys think? Boom. I literally bought, so on these, I bought a side handle so you could hold on the side so I could shoot vertical with this, you know, before I committed to going with the phone. Cause I was like, I needed to look native to the platform. And Absolutely. so I'm like shooting my long rectangles, like, and I upload a ton of those because a lot of the, the, a lot of the stuff I shoot is going to be traditional, you know, 4k, you know, your regular layout mm -hmm. that doesn't look native to the platform though. No, and you, you know, you're, you're putting it there and it's going to do okay, but it, it not like it would if it fucking filled top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely. So I think here's what I use. I use basically my phone. I use an old school pair of fucking headphones. You know, the kind you plug yeah, in. I, I've seen them in your video. Yeah. Yeah. I use that as the mic. I also have an expensive like Rode lav mic. Yeah. But I don't like, use, people, never use it. Yeah. Yeah. I never use it. I never no. fucking use it. I have a shitty, I have a nice ring light, but I also have like a shitty clip on ring light <laughs> that I use for this for low light issues. Then I use a combination of InShot, CapCut and video shop to edit. Depending on what I want to do. What's CapCut? CapCut is like more stylized okay. video editing. It can it can take video or photos. It just has a lot of transitions and different like stylized things. Yeah. You don't really need any of that stuff, but it's it's nice sometimes. Yeah. Are you currently okay. monetizing now, even at like on a small scale or yeah, on a small scale I am. Okay, cool. For sure. So hey. I'm building out everything legit. I just haven't marketed it a whole lot. Um, because it's not quite built out and I wasn't going to do it in piecemeal. I was going to build everything out, have all the, the drip campaigns, have all the applications and everything set. Yeah. So I'm also working with push press to like make a, they're doing a website for me and then a backend CRM as well with grow or whatever. Yeah, that's like, yeah. They use the high level white light CRM. Yep. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. I'm a big fan of that. They did a great job with that. And I like how it's all integrated. Yeah. Easy. What with WTF? I'd say the CRM I use is by far one of the is the I use a thing called Workplace. So Workplace is a Facebook product, and it's it was yeah. meant to look like Slack, but just it looks like a Facebook business page. But um, the best thing they did with that. So every gym I work with has their own Workplace page, and that's where we send all our messages, upload documents, you know, whatever we're doing together. So we're not doing emails, but the Workplace chat app. That's where all the value I'm able to give any client because it just allows me to be in constant audio message, 
contact with somebody. So when a fire pops up in their gym on a Tuesday, they don't have to wait till their call with me at the end of the month. They could be like, dude, Stu, my coach took a shit on the floor. What do I do? Right? Like yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like, it's super interesting on the fitness side. You know, you look at what Fisher's done with chalk and Marcus with uh, functional mm-hmm. bodybuilding or Paragon training methods. It definitely looks like that the template based is obviously the scale model that you need to run with, but you got to have so much personality behind it. And you do like, Mm -hmm. I see you in those, those pups. Like I'm like this guy, (laughs) like it allows people to relate to you at a level. Cause if it's just fitness, fitness, nutrition, fitness, mindset, fitness, fitness, workout, you're just like everyone else in there. But if it's that with a few heartthrobs of puppies, right. Or like if you were to talk about your fucking mushroom experience more, like Mm -hmm. if you did anything like that, it just gives you that personality. And that's what people relate to. People listen to Joe Rogan, not because he interviews entertaining people. They do it because he's funny and he has a certain point of view and perspective and things he's into that other people are into. Like people like that he smokes weed. People like that he's in the fucking DMT. Like that gets them that. And he's just fucking genuine. It's just, it's just, it's just like, and there's people who hate him because of that too. And that's fucking fine, right? I mean, like, same thing with Fisher, right? Like, Ryan Fisher, I fucking love the guy. I think he's hilarious. There are people who cannot fucking stand him. Yeah. Like, cannot stand him. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But then there's, like, so many people who love him, too. But it's just him being him. He's not trying to please everybody. He's not trying to, like, go out there and have every single person like him. And that's kind of one of those those realizations you have to have if you're going to get on social media is that there are going to be some people who fucking hate you. And if nobody if nobody hates you, nobody loves you, you're just not going to gain any traction at all. Yeah. Right. That's my 5149 rule. You want yeah. fit. Yeah. You want to be 51 51 percent loved, 49 percent hated. That's yeah. the best combo you could possibly have. For sure. For sure. Because then you I mean, it's unfortunate because we live in polarizing times. But that's what gets people on your team. That's what gets people to, to like follow you, to believe in you. But I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be yourself. Yeah. Like Stu has to be Stu. You're going to piss some people off. Yeah. And that's fucking fine. Yeah. Right. 100%. So I even used, I don't even know if maybe, I got him. Maybe you saw it. I was, someone sent me something and I had, to, I was making another quick story on dogs in the gym and I use a clip from one of your pups and your dogs as commentary <laughs> and it was one of the ones where like I think one of the dogs had like shit outside or something and it was you like doing your funny thing as you had to like pick it up and I used that in a clip and in, to answer this guy's question and a video I did a while back and someone goes like dude so like you, would you tell Forrest he should I'm like no 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 you should have dogs in your gym if that's your thing. Like if it's a thing that is added to that adds to your brand, it's made for a client experience and that's what you're yeah. known for and you can go 5149 on it. Go for it. 100%. The people with the dog thing is like if business is failing, shit's wrong and 51% of your customers are really annoyed that there's dog hair on the floor. But that yeah. would be yeah, like that's it. Like it, it everyone just stay, I love what you said like the authentic. Like that's always like the definition when I think of cool. Being cool is just being authentic and doing it consistently. McLovin yeah. was cool. No, he's a for fucking sure. nerd, but he was cool because he was who he was. For sure, exactly. And everybody, when you think of super bad, you think of McLovin. Yes, I mean that's what it is. Yeah, but like the dog thing too. It's like it's funny because like I with the rules are if you bring your dog, you have to clean up after him. If there's hair on the floor, you got to vacuum it up. If there's shit on the floor, you got to clean it up. Yeah. And I don't care if you're in the middle of your workout, the end of your workout, beginning of your workout, that's the rule. I don't care. Some people allow kids in their gym. I fucking can't stand kids. I don't allow them in the gym. (laughs) Like, 
that's fine, right? Yeah. It's like there are two different gyms. If you want to have your kid in the gym, go yep. somewhere else. Fine with me. I give zero shits about that. How did membership perceive? Because obviously they, they they don't see you involved in the gym as much on the coaching level. You know, you've got staff and stuff for that. When they started seeing you do the TikToking thing, was there any, did you have any moment of that insecurity? Like, oh, people are going to be busting my balls left and right and I'm over here trying to TikTok my way through social media. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the funny thing is that the people closest to you are going to make fun of you the most about that kind of stuff. And the, it's weird because like the people who don't know you that well are going to be the most supportive. And it's, it's a weird feeling because you're like, man, I gotta, I gotta, I can't let, I can't just let loose. I can't just, because people are going to see this and they're going to make fun of me. And I actually like a certain amount of privacy and it's like, it's hard. When are you introverted? Content. Are you an introverted person? I'm kind of, I'm what's the half and half one. I don't know. There's that's, like the one that's half and half. I'm not smart enough to know that. There's like, I'm the half and half one. Okay. So, um, but anyway, it's like, I like a certain amount of privacy as well, but that it's hard because if you're creating content, you can't really have that. And in the beginning, people are like, oh, you fucking think you're going to be TikTok? Like, why are you doing this? Why are you like, but then one, the funny thing is it hits a critical mass and then people are like, oh, can I be in your TikTok video? Oh, can I help? Oh, can I watch you film it? Oh, and like, there are people that come and visit the gym because they watch the TikTok or watch yeah. Instagram. And that's, again, wasn't my, wasn't my, my goal, but it's just kind of happening, you know? Yeah. And then the members, they, they obviously don't see me as much, but it wasn't like I went from like seeing them all the time to a fucking hard stop. It just kind of like gradually happened that way. Yeah. But they are seeing me more online, which equates to them still seeing me. And that's for them, that's enough. Yeah. Right. It's interesting, you know, there's gym owners that listen to this, and I, I know there's some of them, probably people you and me can name in the fucking, those CrossFit affiliate owners groups that are just kind of, they're just big D-bags. And, um, you know, they'll be like, oh, fuck that, I'm not doing it. What, what's it, what, it hasn't grown your gym, why are you doing it? And like you said earlier, we have the opportunity, you and me, to have diversification in what it is we do to generate revenue. And when you're stuck in it and you only have the one, I can see where someone would make the judgment call, I don't see the value in TikTok. It's not like TikTok is skyrocketing his gym membership. It's not useful for me. And I, I do. I think like if your goal on TikTok was to skyrocket your gym membership, you'd be having to take a much different fucking angle, like a crazy, different. a hyper local. You need to be, everyone needs to know that you're the Hermosa guy in town that does fitness funny and you have an awesome gym and here's these awesome clients. Like I do think somebody could TikTok their way to a dope fucking gym like that dylan sure. story the ice cream one there will be that for a gym owner it's and if there's i guarantee there's one already there's many already i'm sure mm -hmm. but for anyone like when you have other professionals micro gym owners come up to you and or talk to you or send you a dm or if you and me were to, we were doing a conference we were just talking to people about this topic and they're kind of doubters or questioning the the validity of it or whether there's an roi to it how do you respond to that stuff i mean it's hard some people I just say like, look, man, you probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> you're, you're not entertaining or educational. Don't do it in your yeah. face. Yeah. You're not entertaining. You're not educational. <laughs> you're kind of just a fucking bummer. So it's like, you know what? It's probably better if you don't yeah. because yeah. all you're doing is bitching and complaining. You're not providing any value at all. You're just, you're like stuck in that fucking Facebook group where it's like, that were the group, but just that Facebook mentality of like, I'm going to bitch out into the world and see who agrees and see who disagrees with me. 
And like, that's what Facebook is, right? Like TikTok and Instagram now are basically, it's like, let's provide value to the world and start a conversation. And like, some of these people can't switch their mindset. They can't switch away from like, no, this is the only way to do it. And if you're not doing it this way, then you're fucking idiot. And it's like, people don't want to hear that. Yeah. Like they do not want to hear that. It's like, oh, that's who I am. Well, it's like, well, you're a shitty person then. You should probably work on changing your personality and changing your outlook on life before you start posting to social media. But the ones who are that do come to me and they're like, you know, how do I do it? It's just like, well, it's a lot of work and there's no guarantee that you're going to make it. And there's no guarantee that you're going to get the reward at the end. And you have to stay consistent with it. But if you do, you can choose to make that following and monetize it however you want. Um, you can use that to grow your gym. You can use that to grow basically a, a virtual location. You could use that to like have brand deals. You could use that to like go travel if you wanted, but you have to put the work in. Yeah. If you're not willing to put the work in and you're already drowning with your gym, probably not for you, unless you're going to be documenting you drowning in the gym and learning systems to get the gym functioning properly. And like you documenting this journey that you're on with an end goal and then piggybacking that. Right. Yeah. Which is, I, I've suggested that to a lot of people and they're just like, well, I don't know if I want to show people the ins and outs of my gym. I'm like, then fucking don't. Yeah. Like, what, what secret do you think you have? That's so yeah. fucking proprietary yeah. that someone else. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. This is the business coach in me. You are going to monetize this following you've generated um, uh, in a, in an arena that's really crowded, the arena that's not as crowded would be coaching people to do what you've done on Instagram and TikTok. And I, in my head, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, if you might even understand this better than I do, the market of people who want to have that number of that five, six digit number next to their name on one of these social media platforms is way bigger. And in my opinion, probably lucrative. Like you think about like pain points, someone's like, in t you know, embarrassed about their social media following, right? Like, like it, why wouldn't, why aren't you doing that? Is it because you're afraid of, like, is it like, I don't want to step on fucking Shantae's toes. She'll fuck me up. Like, like <laughs> why, what, why wouldn't you go that route? Or is it just like, I don't feel I like might. I know enough about it yet. I might, I, I feel like I'm still learning. Honestly, I'm still, I feel like I'm still learning about it. I've talked to, um, the funny thing is like, there was a couple of people on TikTok that <clears throat> have huge followings and they kind of put something out where it's like, Hey man, I just want to know, like, how are other creators monetizing? A couple of them are like just huge guys that are doing nutrition, some doing self-help, some doing fitness and like, they can't, they can barely pay the rent. So I, I just sat down with them. I like, we did a zoom call and I was like, Hey man, maybe I'll share with some stuff that I've learned on the way. And these dudes like were fucking clueless. I mean, they're great content creators, fantastic content creators, but they were clueless on getting anything set up. And that same fear that I had about posting, they had about monetizing. They had about asking for money. They, they had the same fear about being like, oh, I don't know if I want to create a website where I'm like charging 300 bucks for my service a month. And I was like, fucking why not? You're charging 200 right now and you can't scale that. So just charge a hundred more with a scalable product. And they're like, oh, I don't know. It just feels like I'm taking advantage. Like how? 
Yeah. Are you taking, you're still providing value. You didn't steal the debit like, card. Like they took it yeah. out themselves and fucking paid. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, bro, you can barely pay rent. If you want to keep creating content, you better pay rent. Like, let's fucking go, man. The, so the creator economy, and this is something I took from that Colin Samir show. Um, you think about it, you go back to like the feudal days, like everybody had their own job. Like it was just like one person like harvested the rice, one had the goats, one was an iron worker, one was this, and everyone just kind of had was their own entrepreneur. It wasn't until the industrial revolution that like kind of became conglomerates did all the work and you everyone bought from the same 50 companies. I I really do see, especially in the rise of social media and content creation, I mean, everybody is getting into content creation because everybody has a skill set or so they believe to, to monetize and the losers will lose and the winners will win and 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 that kind of thing but um how do you look at that with with content creation like are I get excited when more people creating content because it gives me more ideas it gives me more people like you did. like I can't have this conversation with a ton of people I can name like Mm-hmm. 10 people I know that I could call up or text and start having this conversation with someone who, who is deep in the content creation game on a, on a professional level. Um, have you, I know you've been said you've been making content or contacts with other TikTokers, Instagrammers is your little e, is your ecosystem of content creators. Like you see these TikTok houses, right? And while as much as that's a reality play, it's also the juices of a bunch of creative people being together in one spot is beneficial. That was the concept of, of co-working. A bunch of people working on different projects it just helps how have you grown your creator economy like network i guess i want to say like a hundred percent yeah like i was you know i was talking to somebody the other day where i was just like holy fuck i have like social media friends i have like people who like like i am friends with on social media that i like their content they like my content we message back and forth. We share ideas. Now I'm having Zoom calls with them. There are two guys out of um, Texas right now. They own a gym called Game Day. Game Day. Some it's a powerlifting gym. Okay. Two guys that are great on fucking TikTok. Joe Stanick and um, Tim. Can't remember his last name, but they're great at fucking um, content creation. And they just open up this huge gym out in uh, Texas. I think right outside of Austin called Game Day and. I'm going to go out to their grand opening in October and check it out. But like me and this other dude started at the same time. He has like 250. They both have like 250,000 followers on TikTok. They do a great job at answering powerlifting questions um, and just fitness questions in general. But like talk to those guys, um, talk to a handful of people on Instagram. But like you said, there's not a lot of people that do content creation on a professional scale. Yeah. Right. So, and it's, there's some people who do it as a hobby and like, obviously you have your like booty chicks that are just like doing band workouts and bikinis and stuff. And I don't really count them as much because they're just more selling like that only fan style content. Yeah. So finding people that are providing value, um, there's not a lot. Right. Yeah. I mean, I talked to Fisher a couple of times um, and that dude's like kind of just on another level at this point. Oh, He's yeah. kind of, you know, but there's, there's people that are kind of like where I'm at and above who are like working on monetizing, working on figuring out, still working on their niche, still struggling with content. And it's fun. It's fun to get together with those people, shoot the shit, see what's working, see what isn't working, hear about their struggles. Because sometimes you feel like you're on a fucking Island because you're like, Oh man, I gotta come up with this video idea. And nobody else understands. Nobody else gets it except for other people that are doing it professionally. 
that's why Bo Burnham's inside for me was therapeutic. I've probably watched it three or four times because watching him, the mental insanity of like watch him check the camera and the light and all this Uh other stuff. It just, it was so relatable to me, just like that struggle of doing it. Um, It's, it's really, I'm curious for you going forward, like how, how do you envision? So I got, when I started WTF, I was like, all right, I I get this one-on-one business consulting thing, check. That's, I need something to also come behind that that could be more business-based, that could be revenue-generating without me having to do anything, enter MicroGym University. For you personally, do you see, once you launch this officially, this monetization play, do you see any other content plays coming your way? Like, again, I mentioned podcasting or like vlog. Do you see any of those other arenas or you you kind of just going to stick to like the current platforms and the current lanes? No, I definitely see those other arenas. And that, that's the funny thing about content creation, right? Content creation, when you start and you're like on, let's say you're, you hit it big on Instagram. What happens when Instagram goes away? What happens like if tomorrow Instagram decides like, yeah, we're not going to allow video anymore. Yeah. Which like, who knows, who fucking knows MySpace left, like, you know, like who knows, right? Or when something else bigger comes along, So it's a way to insulate yourself at the same time. If you're a content creator and you're limiting yourself to one format, like you don't have a long shelf life. No, it's like diversification of your revenue of like you're in stocks. Like you do Absolutely. index funds and this and that, like you, you, a big, you know, crypto, whatever the fuck, NASDAQ, wherever you put your money, like it just allows you to have some different plays in case that platform were to change or do whatever. Mm-hmm. I just restarted the fucking newsletter because I was sitting back and we were having a conversation. What are the vulnerabilities? And I said, my reach right now involves, uh, involves the camera and that's fine, but I probably should have a tried and true boring media you know, um, you know, uh, handle of just a weekly newsletter on shit in the fitness industry. And, um, it's like the first week we had like 2000 people sign up for the fucking newsletter. And is is just yeah. like, cool. That like I breathe. I'm like, cool. If, if, if all the cameras in the world exploded tomorrow, I could still reach 2000 people to my, like, you know, right there. Yeah. And at this point in our creator economy, attention is the currency, right? Yeah. Like, the more attention we can get, the more nets that we can cast and have more attention on us, the better. So why would you limit yourself to just the camera and one platform? Yeah. Fuck can do you, it all. Have you had anything, have you had the cool thing yet where like you go to the local spot and they're like, you're that guy who does the thing. Here's a free coffee. Will you do a thing for us? Like, have you had any local businesses like pick you out yet? And like, have you had a chance to do any local business collabs with your following? I've had local businesses do that. Definitely. I've had people recognize me. Um, I, I haven't done any, like I've just said, no, I'm not really doing collabs right now. I just don't want anything to feel like a commercial sure. just yet. You know, um, obviously it's like, I've had some brands reach out and there's brands that I, that I actually really enjoy that, I, that have really helped me. Um, and also like my brands that I just like, um, and I, I will do some stuff with them. If it's genuine, like Abmat, I just did one with Abmat. I saw they've got the new bar for the hip thrower for yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. There's no other product like it, and like all the other pads suck. So, sure, this is fucking great. Of course, I'll do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I believe in this product. I think it's great. I, and so, that's such a cool part too. Um, 
you know, I got to do a, col- a merch collab with the Fuel Hunk guys, but I had them on the podcast first, and I had the Fuel Hunk guys on the podcast because I fucking love their brand. I love the work yeah. that they were doing, and these these two badass dude, Philly kids that are just killing it in the apparel lifestyle game. And I was like, this is so cool. I like I would hang out yeah. with them if they if I were in Philly, and those are the kind of people I want to do more work with and and find in this space. Because um, whether you're making apparel or you're making TikToks or you're doing a painting or whatever the fuck it is, you you're in the content creation game. What have you, have you, let me ask you this. Do you ever think about it? Cause I do this. I'm like my GM, Isaac, she goes, why can't you make the gym explode? Like you do WTF. Like, cause the gym does what like, it doesn't explode in like awareness. Like we're still Mark. We're still have marketing struggles. Like every other micro gym. She's like, mm-hmm. why can't you just turn that on? Like you do for that. Like, what's the difference? And I'm like, it's different with brick and mortar. It is so much harder mm-hmm. to give a business the same personality as me or as a person on social. It just never will. People look at businesses and go, you want my money. You want my fucking yeah. money. Everything you text yeah. me, email me, or call me, it's because you want my money, you fuck face. But with you mm-hmm. and me, we can be personal first and we're not asking for it. We got nothing to sell you. Right, right. So, I mean, I think I think with the brick and mortar, you have to, like, you'd have to do something like zoo culture where you make it an iconic place where it's like the cool place to be. So if I was gonna do that with the gym which i probably will just to like play with more content with brick and mortar because i haven't posted the gym instagram in probably like two or three months but and i've run zero ads so something's working but what what i would do is i wouldn't market the fitness side of it i would market the environment i would market the people fucking around having a good time some educational stuff I would make it look like a fun place to be. And that's all that I would do. That's because that's, that would be my, my thing. Like, you know, with my TikToks, it's like, they're funny. They're not like, I can do some educational stuff. I can do some inspirational stuff, but my point is like entertainment and funny. And like, I fought that for a long time, but then I was like, well, you know what? Fuck it, man. This is just what, this is just what I like to make. And this is what's easy for me. I'm going to go with that. And then I'll branch out from there afterwards. But that's what I would do with a brick and mortar is basically make it like a cool spot, like a place that people wanted to come see in person, like a Cold Stone. Like an Instagram. I'm creating a place for it to be Instagrammable. Yeah, it needs to be Instagrammable where it's like I visited this place. I just wanted to come see it. Just call the gym Instagrammable. Just like yeah. literally like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like in order for it to be Instagrammable, it has to be different. It'd be aesthetically crazy. It's gotta be like, have you been to John Reed fitness in LA? No. Google? Is that the one with all the like neon lights and shit? Dude, I, it's not only just neon lights. I mean, they have, I mean, the, I've never in my life seen a gym like that. Um, and again, it's cause it's comes, it comes from the UK. The UK does oh, yeah. gyms better, so much better than we do in the United States. Like the aesthetic, the creativity. There was another the type too. What, there's like a, a dude's One name. Rebel. One Rebel is another one over there. Um, yeah. uh, it just, Sweat It is another one in the UK, but there's just crazy. They're, like, they're you, like discos, right? 
Yeah, they're not like discos. They're like these museums that you walk in and you're like, and it's all top of line equipment. It's great, but it's like, I went to, there's a place in Greenville called Core 24. Bro, you walk down the stairs into this room and above you are just Yeezys hanging from shoelaces as you go down the stairs. Like just tons of them, like a lot of money yeah. in Yeezys. And then you go down there and it's like all graffiti, like Daffy Duck fucking smoking weed, but curling. And like, it's just, it's yeah. a fucking, you know, there's swings in the bathroom for girls. Yep. to take pictures on it's nuts um that's what i would do i uh do we need to we need the jam i i like so i want to get back to in-person stuff like i want to get okay. back to travel and do my business seminars but i really been like thinking like i've got this itch to put on one that's less like what i typically do the micro gym stuff and do something that's more like content creators and like yeah. but like what i consider like us were like like people who are at reach like people that can, like you look at five, you're, you're looking at someone five hundred thousand million followers. You're like, I'm not gonna ever do that. But like normal motherfuckers who have in in the course of years or whatever have created things, and I I really I'd be curious. You know, you me and Shantae should jam and be like, what you know, putting together kind of like an in person live Dude, fucking I've seminar. Actually, I've actually just I've been like I wrote down some of that already. Yeah. So my idea was basically to get a house out in Joshua Tree like over the winter time you would invite, do Joshua Tree <laughs> invite like 10 or 12 people out there yeah. have like basically do like content creation kind of like business side of it have different people talk and then do like a fucking mushroom trip <laughs> yes yes <laughs> see do like that a, that's yeah. a unique that's a unique seminar there's not going to be anything else like that that is a yeah. uh, that's a unique fucking seminar yeah um, yeah, I uh, the last what is okay. I'll be one last one. I want to jam on with you. I want to respect your time. What are you seeing? Who's your Who's your favorite content creator right now? Like somebody you watch and you're like, oh, that's be beautiful. I gotta steal that, make it my own, and do it differently. But I, I like I love your I love the content they're putting out. It constantly, you know, gets my creative juices going. Dude, there there actually, you know what? There are there are a lot of content creators that I like. Um, man and honestly it's like like um i'm trying to think of some that i'm like this guy is dope but i can't think of one that does everything for me there's some that are like super educational like um like bio lane i don't you know, know that lane. One. no um uh, it is lane norton okay you know lane norton is yeah yeah he's, he's a bodybuilder yeah um but he just does a lot of stuff that's just super educational. I fucking enjoy it. And I enjoy him. I like, um, James Smith PT. Do you know who that guy is? Nope. Yeah. He's, he's just like this guy out of the UK. He's pretty real. He's just a personal trainer that just made it big. Um, I like, uh, do you know, Gordon, um, Gordon loves jujitsu. Gordon, Gordon Ryan. No, no. I need to start following all these guys. Yeah. Yeah, this dude's fucking hilarious too. That guy is fucking dope. Um, then there's a ton on TikTok. There's a ton on TikTok that I actually really like. Um, and actually, I'm gonna do a series of like creators that I like. I like that. Yeah, I'd say that's what I was about to say. I was about to tell you, it's like just go ahead and make a fucking list on next time you yeah. make shoot some content. And I'm definitely gonna watch it. Um, that's awesome, man. Listen, DeForest, I uh, I appreciate you taking the time, man. I'm super. I, I love what you're doing. Big fucking fan. So glad that you 
you, you, uh, you took the jump and did it because you're a natural at it, man. You've got you. And again, some people are not going to have it. Like some people, it's just not for them. You know, there maybe the written word sure. or the podcasting, but you've got it on camera. You do a great job, dude. Um, for everyone who's listening, uh, where can they go? You know, where what are your handles? Where can they find you? Just uh, it's going to be at I know Forest, two R's, um, on both TikTok and Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook too, but I just. Yeah. fucking hate that i fucking hate that platform yeah um yeah just find me at either of those two you can dm me i respond to all dms um might not be like immediately but i will um yeah awesome. or just walking around hermosa beach <laughs> awesome forrest thank you so much brother i appreciate it thank you